Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Welcome back to Food Therapy. Today, Lauren and I will be talking all things boundaries around the holidays. So the holidays can be a really great time, but it also can be a tricky time for people who are in the process of healing their relationship with food. And that's because people love to engage in diet talk. You know, Uncle Sal just started the keto diet and he feels great. And, you know, Aunt Sally is cutting calories or cutting carbs. And, you know, maybe your cousin says he needs to work off all the extra food tomorrow. There's just could be a lot of diet talk. So Lauren and I really want to prepare you and give you some techniques and actionable tools you can bring with you to the holiday dinner table. Yeah. So exciting. And I've been getting so many questions recently of, and there's, there's so many different variants of holiday diet talk. So, and not even holiday diet talk, but fears around the holidays. Like, okay, well, I have to show up to this gathering, especially within the past year. Some people haven't seen their families. So if you've seen weight gain over the past two years, if you didn't see them during the holidays last year, that can be a stressor. Dealing with holiday diet talk in general, feeling triggered, all the things. So we want to make sure this is a really actionable episode for you so that you can, if you don't have your notepad out, if you're on a walk or something, make sure you have notes in your phone um, because these will definitely be some actionable steps that you can bring with you to the holidays. Yes. So the first thing I want to mention is, you know, boundaries are created to make you feel safe and protected. And so it could feel really almost like uncomfortable and awkward to set boundaries. And what I will say is depending on your relationship with that person, boundaries will look really different. So for example, like if you feel really close to someone, you might be able to set stronger boundaries. So, you know, in general, we can't control what people say to us. We can only control how we react and how we respond next. And so setting boundaries is really going to be important, whether they're external boundaries with other people or even internal boundaries within your own mind. Yes, I always say, like, pick your poison, pick your battle. Is this a battle that you're actually going to want to bring up with the other person? I think before we were talking, before we started recording, Brittany, you said, uh, are they teachable? What'd you say? So Evelyn Tripoli said, are they teachable and are they reachable? Which I think is... Such a good way to put it. Yeah, it's a really great way to put it. And with my clients, I always ask them, like, I don't know. I say, I don't know your relationship, right? Is this someone that is going to be, is going to want to know about like what you're doing? Or is this someone who is just going to kind of make you feel down and be like, what? That's so dumb. Why are you doing intuitive eating? Like, 
that makes no sense, you know. Um, so you have to kind of assess the situation, assess your relationship with that person. Is this something that first you want to deal with within yourself and kind of, you know, set those internal boundaries that Brittany was talking about? Or is this something that you want to bring up with the people that you're going to be around at the holiday dinner table? Chances are you're not going to have a conversation with every single person at your holiday dinner table. So I always recommend going into a situation with some sort of affirmation. That's like one of my favorite uh, resources or techniques, I guess you could say, for the holiday season. So if you are pretty much 100% sure that Aunt Sally is going to say something about either her diet or your weight or what's on her plate or what's on your plate, usually you know that person well enough where it's like she always comments about her weight or she's always commenting about what's on my plate. And then bring a specially curated affirmation for what you're I, pretty much going to expect from from her to say. Uh, so, for example, if, she, if you know that she's going to say something about her diet, can you have an affirmation on hand that reassures you that dieting isn't the answer? She, I mean, why does she keep talking about it every Thanksgiving? It's because it never works. Like she would, she would have stopped talking about it if she stopped dieting and it clearly didn't work for her. So she has to keep talking about it because she's on to the next diet, right? So what affirmation can you bring with you to the table to make sure you have something in the back of your mind? If a triggering situation comes up, you can bring yourself to the bathroom. Maybe you even like have a note in your phone of things that you can read off to yourself to reassure yourself in those moments. Yeah. And I think like affirmations, like I trust my body. I know that I'm on the right path and, you know, I am doing what's best for me. And I think it's so important. Like, yeah, maybe Aunt Sally does feel good on the keto diet. We know it's not going to be a long-term solution, but we can only focus on what works for us. And if we know that being on this path to healing your relationship with food is what's best for your mental and physical health to keep reminding yourself of that is going to be, you know, so important. So I love the idea of bringing affirmations, writing it down in your phone. If you feel triggered at the dinner table, you can pull up your phone and just quickly look at it and be like, okay, like I can do this. I can get through this. It's one meal. And what would you say? So a lot of times we can't plan for them, right? We don't, sometimes we don't know what people are going to say. So let's take a uh, real life example here so that uh, you guys can have comebacks for these types of comments. Uh, because a lot of times my clients say to me, like, I just don't know what to say. Like, if I don't engage in it, like, what am I supposed to say? It's so much easier to just be like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, like, carbs are so bad. I shouldn't be eating this, right? So, for example, if there's a comment at the table, it's like, wow, no carbs for me tomorrow. I'm so bad for eating that. Like, got to work out extra tomorrow. What is something that you could say? So... I love the idea of planting mini seeds. Mm, yes. Again, we're not trying to bring someone into the intuitive eating space. They might not be there. They might not ever be there. But can we start to plant small seeds? So saying something like, oh, wow, like sweet potato casserole is actually my favorite. Or this is so delicious. Like it's exactly what I was in the mood for. I have a client who does this often. Um with her college friends and it really works, right? It's, it's again, it's planting small seeds. Like, you know, I, I was really craving this. Like, this just sounds so good. This is so warm and like comforting right now. 
again, we're not saying anything negative. We're not trying to teach them. We're not getting on like this platform or pedestal. We're simply just saying like, no, like this, this is really good. So that's one way of dealing with those comments. And you know, another way that I often recommend to clients and I personally do myself is changing the subject like altogether. And like, let's say somebody goes, oh, like I'm so bad. Like I was supposed to be following paleo and I'm not supposed to eat X, Y, Z. I will say to them like, wait, Uncle Jim, like how has work been for you? Like, tell me about work. So bringing up something that like they themselves find to be interesting, before you know it, they'll just completely forget about the conversation. And I think it was Chrissy Harrison's podcast where she was like, it's almost like giving a baby like a new toy, <laughs> right? Like they don't even realize, like, ooh, like shiny new toy, like let me have it. And so changing the subject altogether means you're not engaging, you're not putting them down, you're not educating them, you're simply redirecting the conversation and talking about things that you actually want to talk about. 100%. And I think, too, um, other things that you could say other than, I mean, it's so delicious. This is so good. Sweet potato casserole is my favorite. Um, again, it kind of it, it depends on your comfortability with the crowd, with who you're around. But you can I usually say something like, guys, what are we like? this is supposed to be a time that we're supposed to enjoy, like enjoy the food. This is like, we're so lucky to be sitting around this table and to have this yeah. food or, yeah. or whatnot. So I always love to switch it to a place of like gratitude too, yes. rather than like, oh, well, I, I need to run this off or like, good thing I didn't eat today because blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's like, you know, you could have eaten breakfast, like, or just kind of making like little comments like that, again, de depending on your comfortability. comfortability. Yeah, and what you were saying, like making the small comments, it's planned yeah, the seeds. exactly. Because it's think it's it's helping them to be like, oh, like it's it's not that bad that I'm doing yes. this. The other thing too, when it comes to changing the subject, I recommend coming up with conversations beforehand that you can switch to. So whether it's something that's happening in current events that's not, you know, political, because I feel like that's yeah. a whole other situation when it comes to <laughs> oh, holiday gosh. dinners, but maybe something that happens in current events or something interesting you read about or a book you're reading or a TV show that you just watched, like coming up with conversations, almost like when you're going on a date or going in, in, into an interview, there's some prep that goes into that. I think the same could be said for a holiday dinner. Yes, 100%. And um, I do have a few sayings that if you guys are listening, you can literally write down word for word uh, if that is helpful for you. So I'm going to read some of those off for you. One being, so these are kind of, you know, somewhat centered around being okay talking about intuitive eating and dieting and your journey and then others are not so one example is i'm actually trying to work on my relationship with food talking about diets all the time is really just draining i'm just tired of it like how was your vacation right so it doesn't have to be this big thing of like oh you're so dumb for dieting and i can't believe that you are still going on keto and doing all these things it can literally just be like i'm sick and tired of this because that's literally what is happening. Uh, or I'm trying to stop dieting. It just drives me crazy. If you're wanting to bring up the topic of intuitive eating, you can say, have you heard of intuitive eating? Um, again, you don't have to go there. Uh, and then something else that can be helpful because sometimes those people...
you might have engaged in that diet talk with before. So they might naturally expect you to be like, oh, my gosh, Lauren's here. Like, we're going to talk about all the diets because that's what I always talk about with her when you haven't seen them in a year. Right. So I know we always used to talk about dieting, but I've realized it just makes me anxious and frustrated. And honestly, I don't want to live my life that way anymore. How was the trip that you just took? It looked amazing and completely changing the subject to something that you guys can talk about that interests both of you. Uh, but it, you're kind of setting the stage for them like, oh, OK, I realize she doesn't want to talk about dieting anymore. Yeah, I love those suggestions. And I think what's great about them is you're sparking some curiosity. Like, oh, like, interesting. Like, Lauren's not dieting Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, I wonder what she's doing instead. So, again, planting those small seeds can be so helpful, not just for you, but for your loved ones and those around you. So let's say you feel really comfortable with someone and you want to set stronger boundaries. Maybe it's your mom who is or dad or grandpa who's making comments about how much food you're having, or they're the ones that are kind of perpetuating this diet conversation, taking them aside and saying, you know what, I would really appreciate you refraining from any diet talk or body talk or portion size. Like I'm really working on my relationship with food. And in order to heal my relationship with food, it's important that I don't engage in these kind of conversations. And if we can make that person your ally, during the during the dinner, right? So say like, hey, mom, like if you hear someone bringing up dieting, like do you think you can help me change the subject? That could be really helpful as well in terms of setting boundaries and recognizing it's not, you're not going to feel comfortable setting these kind of boundaries with everyone and that's okay. Like this is more for someone who you feel really comfortable with and you feel like you have that relationship with and you want to share that part of your life with. Another um, you know, way of going about this is writing them a text message or a letter um, or an email if you don't feel comfortable you know, having that face-to-face conversation. Yes, I love the idea of having an ally because that can also help you um, have that kind of like safe person or that safe space Mm -hmm. because a lot of times these uncomfortable feelings around diet talk and being triggered is uh underlying you're you're not feeling safe and to feel to feel like you have someone on your team you have an ally just just to know that like if something were to happen this is my anxiety talking I always need like an out um but you can go to that person to be like okay I'm feeling really triggered by what aunt Sally said like can you help me out with this right um so having that person can be definitely beneficial. There's also, you know, obviously we're talking about dealing within the moment, but I also love to teach about, you know, when a diet comment bothers you and you didn't know exactly what to do in the moment, you didn't know what the heck to say, you can reflect on that because that's really just data for us to use for next time. And that's how you learn and grow and develop these skills, right? So I always tell people to write down the comment. What was the comment that triggered you or bothered you? write out and journal like how did you feel about it was it that you know you started getting really anxious about what you were eating were you angry were you upset how what was that feeling what action did you take did you say something did you do something to yourself did you beat yourself up did it make you eat more did it make you want to eat less like what was the action 
And then what action do you wish you took? So this will help you for next time. Maybe this happens on Thanksgiving and you know that you're having a cookie exchange with family the first week of December or something like that. You now have an action plan for next time. Let's write that down and remember, okay, this is what happened last time. I think this is going to be a better way to deal with it. Let's try it out. I love that. I love the idea of reflecting and collecting that information as data. And again, like there's no judgment here, right? We're only sparking curiosity and really finding data points to work on as we continue to heal our relationship with food. So I I love that suggestion. I think that also speaks to when you say curious rather than judgment, Approaching all of these conversations, understanding that everyone at that table has grown up in the same society that you have, and they might not have these realizations as as much as you are having, which is great for you because it shows that you're like, you know, growing and, and the whole nine. But embracing that these people that you're around might not have had these realizations and how can we go about that with grace? Uh, You know, we don't need to start up a fight or a debate at the dinner table, but getting curious more so and sometimes getting curious might help you with what to say back to them. So Aunt Sally's on the keto diet. Oh, Aunt Sally, I'm curious, like, how is that going for you? Is it, you know, successful for you? Are you feeling restricted in any way? This is kind of more of like a dietitian response. But, (laughs) you know, coming from a place of curiosity can definitely help you rather than a place of judgment or anger. Uh, And if you feel like you're not there yet, that's totally okay. You don't even have to respond. Yes. Yes. I I completely agree with that. And it's not your job to help heal all of your family members, relationships with food. And similar to what Lauren was saying, like disordered eating is the most normalized way of eating in our society, hands down. And if somebody has a healthy relationship with food, that's almost like an anomaly. Like that doesn't really happen. And so I agree. If you can approach things with curiosity, as opposed to judgment with your family members. And remember, we're not trying to start an argument or a debate at the dinner table If you want to plant seeds, great. If you're not at the point where you want to give any energy to it, that's completely fine as well. And there also are those people out there that can go on diets and it not lead to disordered eating for them. There's so many different personalities in this world. There are so many different factors in all of this. Uh, So don't beat yourself up if if you do end up hearing that Aunt Sally's keto diet is actually going well, right? There, You don't need, which it probably isn't, to be honest, let's be real. But um, how can you give yourself grace and recognize that you're different people and let yourself know that this is what's best for me in in terms of mental health, physical health, all the things, and what works for me might not work for her and vice versa. Yes, it's a really important point. The last technique that I have that I want to talk about is just the fact that like you can walk away. So, you know, of course, if you're able-bodied, this is easier to do and we, we want to acknowledge that, but being able to use the bathroom, go for a walk, you know, grab more food, look at your phone. Um, having an escape plan could be really helpful to kind of ease some of the anxiety you have 
going into a holiday dinner. And so, no, like you're not stuck in that seat. You can leave. You can leave the conversation if maybe trying to alter the conversation didn't work. You can get up and and leave and, and, you know, spend a few minutes, go hang out, whoever's in the kitchen, help them with whatever, you know, courses next and whatnot. So Lauren and I just want to say you can get through this. You know, we hope that these tips were helpful. And, you know, at the end of the day, the holiday season can be stressful time, but it doesn't need to be a stressful time when it comes to food. And so we hope that given giving you guys these tools to deal with some of the boundary setting with family members will ease some of the anxieties you might have going into the holiday dinner and, you know, setting those boundaries and practicing them beforehand is really important. Yes. And I do have one more thing I wanted to note. I feel like a lot of times the advice is like, we'll just be in the moment. And when the moment is all of this diet talk, that can be really difficult. So something that was really helpful for me when I was going through therapy was like, what does it feel like to have your feet on the ground? What does your butt feel like on the chair? Can you, you know, just like feel in the moment rather than like listening to the chatter of diet talk? What do you feel like in that moment? And tapping into that rather than tapping into the present moment of the conversation that might be triggering you. Yeah, it sounds like different grounding exercises to to kind of help you um, move through that uncomfortable moment that's going on. Yeah. And I feel like the the only thing we didn't make a comment about is body size and how if your body has changed and if a family member makes a comment like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, how are you doing or making or maybe someone lost weight? I would say not commenting on somebody else's weight. Right. We don't want anyone to comment on ours. And if a family member does make a comment about your body, it's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to um, you know, kind of sit in that suck as Brie Campos would say, but also acknowledge like how sad that they're so deeply rooted in diet culture, that that is the first thing that comes to mind for them. And so if we can kind of look at that situation with a little compassion, um, too, and that's, it's hard to do, but I think it's important. And and realize like your body is the least important thing and the least interesting thing about you. Yes. So. And if that's something that you are worried about going into, you know, a holiday themed dinner, uh, I love to recommend taking a second that day or that morning, first writing down your gratitudes and then writing down things that you love about yourself that have nothing to do with your body um, because you bring so much more to the table literally and figuratively. And uh, going into those scenarios with the idea of like, okay, if I get a comment on my body, like I have this list of other things that's really, really important about me uh, that has, has nothing to do with my body whatsoever. So we're sending you hugs and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. As always, you can reach out to Lauren and I if you have any questions or want any yeah. advice. And thanks again. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. 
All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at Food Therapy Pod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.